Hey, y'all, it's Leon Robinson here. And Dwayne Drummond. Welcome back to Iron Sharp and Iron. We'll be talking to Philly community organizers about what's happening in their communities and what they're doing to make a difference and what they learned in the process. Today, we're talking to Iris Melendez, owner of Sammy's Place in North Philly, about engaging the community as a business owner, connecting folks with different identities and how businesses can support their community. In 1993, Iris opened Sammy's Place at Fifth and Jefferson. Back then, it was an old school Latino bar, but today it's a lively bar where everyone is welcome, regardless of background or label. Iris sticks to her roots and promotes events via paper flyering the community instead of social media. And for certain events, you can expect a whole pig roasting all day in the backyard of her establishment. Iris. Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. Tell us about your story. What led you to open Sammy's Place at 5th and Jefferson Street? Well, that was a chance of life. Um, I was with my son's dad at the time, and he was actually leasing a, a different spot. And this spot came up, and it was a friend of his. So mm-hmm. we, we switched. Uh, wow, that's 27 years ago. Wow. So, so you have been in the business of bar bar business before this? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I never thought I, I, I'd own a bar in my entire life. Okay. Wow, wow. We all know that this neighborhood has changed since 1993. Tell us about this change and what it meant for your business. Oof. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> if you, if you back to 93, it was predominantly uh, a Hispanic and Black neighborhood, but more Hispanic, I'd say. Everybody knew each other and everybody knew about somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was amicable. You know, it was amicable. Uh-huh. As of now, with gentrification, it's all gone. Um, the gentrification in this neighborhood brought a lot of younger crowd. And they're very entitled, most of them. Most of them came here and they have no regards for what is still left here of what was or mm. who is left here you know, from what was. And, you know, the, the, the camaraderie and the, uh, the good mornings. And trust me, I've tried. I've tried. And, uh, and I can count with a, with a handful, you know, the people that, you know, respond. With, with, heart, with, with true honest feelings, like good morning with a smile or, you know, hey, good morning, you know. Uh, mm. As opposed to stare at you or, or just mumble it as they're walking away. I don't know, but there's a lot of animosity. There's there's no camaraderie. There's no friendliness around in this neighborhood. Actually, yeah, the dogs. Every every family that has moved here, the dogs are friendlier. Oh God! Oh, that's sad. That's sad. So, um, um, Iris, you gave us a makeup of what the neighborhood used to be, mainly made up of uh, Hispanics and Blacks. So, what is it made up now? Now it's predominantly white, and I say 
It's more blacks than Hispanics left now. And how has that business, how has your business changed as a result of this gentrification? Oh, hasn't been easy. Uh, I think my establishment is, well, was predominantly Hispanic. With um, quarantine, uh, and yeah, uh, it was mixed with black, but more Hispanic. Um, it's always from the, from my time and the owner prior to me, it's always been Hispanic owners and, and with gentrif uh, with, um, quarantine, um, uh, I gained more of black, um, clientele. Okay. And my personal opinion, and I speak for myself, uh-huh. they're, they're more like takeouts. And I think the fact that it's uh, a brown and black establishment predominantly, uh-huh. it keeps them from coming in mm-hmm. and hanging out. They peek in and they make great reviews, how beautiful it is, how lovely, how cozy. A lot of good props. But, you know, they'll come in and do a takeout and, you know, they're, they're afraid. They're, you know, they're afraid. And I tried. I'm not a mean person. I I am as easy as they come. But mm-hmm. like, you all have that wrong button, you know? But uh-huh. I, I, you know, to conceal that button because, you know, we all have that short fuse. And and I refuse to let that fuse be ignited for any, by anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, you know, a little struggle trying to get them in. So it is what it is. I continue to do us and I continue you know thrive with the business and you know I've been doing some upgrades little facelift here and there back in the days what we were calling mom and pop bars and it has matured you know as something a little bit more and I want it to be a little bit more I want to change with the neighborhood I want to change with gentrification but I want to keep what I want they're all welcome you know we're open from 12 noon to 2 in the morning or most of the time we close sooner but they come in hey we all have a great time everything that we do here is all bilingual over the summer miss winberg did an excellent excellent story on you and billy penn she wrote melendez has sewn together north philly's latino stronghold with her lgbtq clientele in a lasting way. There are plenty of growing pains, especially at first, but eventually two bars became to coexist naturally. What was your approach to building community? Oh, kindness. Kindness. Kindness, and as I always say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, some things you have to sugarcoat so that people can see it from their perspective. The ones that know, they see the raw and accept it. The ones that are not so accepted, but want to, you know, Tina, you have to treat them in a different level until they feel comfortable enough to see the raw of the LGBT. So it was struggles, it was struggles. There was a lot of challenges. And but we overcame. Um and and it was by you know having a firm hand also. You have to have a firm hand and 
one hand you have kindness and the other one you have a whip, you know, this is what we're doing here and this is what we're not going to be doing. It worked out. It worked out. So, but I think it's about respect. Respect, yes, yes. And weeding out the ones that you can't really reach to, you know, then give them a choice. You either accept and come here with respect. You don't have to like it, but you will respect it. If not, you will have to find another spot, you know, to enjoy yourself. And that was the bottom line. Mm. Has your approach changed any? Absolutely not. It have gotten stronger and more firm, mm-hmm. especially with um, the LGBT community has gotten an open a broader spectrum and many, 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 many doors for this new genre of young adults that have come out. So with that said, I have more empathy. I have more love. I have more kindness. I, I, I have my spiels, my repertoires, and, you know, I try to lead by example and in, in, in positive ways. It's, and I, and I, for a, foremost before anything i i tell anybody whether you're straight gay bi you know trans if you are gay or you're in in the life and you come in with a partner it's kind of obvious that you came in with a partner and that's what we want here pure love couples sharing love so all across the board no matter which door you have you come in and i have four you come in with, with respect, and that's all I request. So, and that's it. And we have great times. We have great times here. All everybody together. And nobody judge anymore like they used to. It's just, it's just a way of norm here. And Sammy's Place is not a gay bar. It's a, it's a spot for everyone. So, and they all come. The Do you look at Sammy's Place as being like a safe haven for anybody? Uh, no, Sammy's Place is, uh, well, my slogan is, we're Sammy's Place, where friends become family. Okay. Okay. And you can reserve one of the grills because you're coming in with your family. Fun day is a family thing. It's what we do here. So Sammy's Place is not your typical corner bar. And I'd be refused. I am not a dive bar. Iris. Do you consider yourself a community organizer? Always have been, and I hope that I continue to have the strength and the wisdom, the honest wisdom, to continue to help those that come and knock on my doors or, you know, for whatever the reason. Is your business a family business, and how can business owners support the community? Um, I would say that predominantly I consider my business a family business because we have so many activities that include families. Uh, so yes, I, I don't want to exclude anyone and I do, I'm big on fundraisers. So yeah, I'm a community based, you know, liaison spot and, in person. Um, when I, when I say family business, I mean, is your family involved in the business? Any members of your family besides yourself? Uh, my son, I have a son and a daughter. Uh, my son, they help. They help out randomly. Okay. Wants to, but you know how that goes. Okay. All right. Okay, Dwayne, you got the next question here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Iris, have you worked with any business associations or any other partners? No, I have always flown solo. Have any business association ever reached out to you, like for some type of support? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm a big sponsor of the uh, police department. Uh, I do that every year. Um, Coleman for women, they always reach out every woman, and we have team up in the past and done great big things in this neighborhood. Uh, yeah, there's a few out there that reach out. How can business owners support your your community? I can't stop being so biased to to their own um, and open more doors and spread the word. I remember when I first in the 90s, we had like a little um, bar commerce business thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And every will meet one particular, you know, spot. And every owner had to bring their manager and two customers. Okay. Uh-huh. And not, not only were we supporting that establishment financially that night, because they're back then, God, predominantly all the bars were like Spanish. Uh, so you're talking about maybe, you know, let's say 15 bars. You, we were coming in watching maybe 50, 60, 70, you know, people for a meeting. Yeah. Wow. And then we would troubleshoot and we would share ideas. And we had one rule. If you were within three mile radius from each other, you could not be a copycat. You could share the idea on a different day. Okay. Because that was like from my day of business because you, I, I'm doing good today. Oh, so let me go copycat that. That, uh, that was a rule. Now you know everybody's for themselves. Now probably one of the only few bars left and old timers. Now mm-hmm. the few bars now are younger, you know, in age owners, younger owners. So it was very different back then. Yeah. So I through, I have been trying to because making it more of a family thing where everybody is been trying to like take the bar image from it so that more people feel more welcome to coming in. Iris, where can listeners find Sammy's Place and what kind of events do you have coming up? Well, every Wednesday we have from 8 to 12 free salsa classes with Frankie Cruz. Be a state worker, and he does his time for free. And with one of our um, radio stations, our Wednesdays are, incre- are increasing, and other couples that are coming in to dance, the, learn the salsa. And oh, then, <laughs> okay. yeah, really nice to see. And Thursdays, we now have seventies and eighties, um, oldies jams, um, for. And Friday is every Saturday. Now we salsa live uh, bands to complement our Wednesdays. And usually, I'm big on um, birthdays. We provide small cakes and balloons. You bring your guests. You want to bring your and your Maria, and you set up your table. And then we have one rule: no matter who's having an event here once you open your food the whole bar eats <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but that's good that's good that's really good 
Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> so in the Puerto Rican culture, we are raised that you do not deny the plate of food to anyone. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So, and being that it's a, a bunch of old heads, you know, having a few drinks, I have to feed them. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's give us that location address. 1449 North 5th. Okay. All right. And, and what section of town is that in? Uh, where is, what is it? We're annexed to, um, we're either Kens- some of us call us Kensington. Okay. All right. You know, because you know Philly is a, a, a community of neighborhoods. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Iris, Proverbs 27 inspired the Iron Sharpened Iron podcast, which says, as one iron sharpens an an iron, so one person sharpens another. Tell us who has sharpened you at, who has sharpened your iron? You got any mentors or whatever in the community that kind of has helped you or is helping you or whatever? Well, I would say I'm sort of like a self-made all around woman, believe it or not, not to pat my own self in the back or toot my own horn, but maybe I should. But uh-huh. actually, I, I I would say my customers. I learned. Oh, great. Every- That's a good one. Okay, go ahead. I, I learn every day from my customers. I learn how to run my business for my customers' moods and attitudes. They okay. teach me how to grow, what to implement. They give me vibrant new ideas, you know, what. what What's going on now? So okay. I, my customers are my greatest inspiration and my biggest headaches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Iris, I, I want to um, thank you um, for being our guest. Uh, one, one thing I can say about this podcast is it has culture to it. It has culture. And I think that one thing, this gentrification thing, is that um, we want to make sure that no matter who comes in, they respect the culture that they coming into and, and and leave it there and leave it there and join us, but not try to take it away and make it non-existing, you know? So I applaud you for that, for making your culture be sustainable, sustainable, if that makes any sense. Yes, I, it, it makes sense to me. Okay, great, great. And Iris, I also want to just thank you for coming on to Iron Sharpen Iron. Something that Maya Angelou said, she said, I have learned. And we have learned a lot through this podcast today um, about owning business, gentrification, and also about building community. And and we at Iron Sharpen Iron, we really, really appreciate you, uh, Miss Iris, for coming on this podcast, letting your voice be heard. And I want to finish this and say, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you all as well. Thanks for listening to Iron Sharpen Iron. To receive the latest episodes of Iron Sharpen Iron, be sure to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review to let us know what topics we should cover and introduce us to community organizers from your neighborhood who should join in on this podcast. Iron Sharpens Iron is produced by Philadelphia Association of Community Development Corporation with support from the Philadelphia Division of Housing and Community Development. But guests and hosts' opinions are our own.